Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. White flag in the air, last lap. Kyle Busch is in a must-win situation. He's in second off turn two. Here they come down the back straightaway. Bowman's got to run for his life. Kyle Busch trying to close the gap. Keith Bobble's coming into turn three. He's not going to get there. Alex Bowman off for final time. Checkered flag is out. Alex Bowman will win the Xfinity 500. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry. Trusted to perform since 1952 by Xfinity X5, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for a championship four edition of NASCAR Live. It's Champions Week as we get ready to head into Phoenix, Arizona to crown the champions of the NASCAR Camping World, NASCAR Xfinity, and NASCAR Cup Series. We will chat with Martin Truex Jr. on this week's show. MTJ and Alex Hayden shared some time before he locked himself in at Martinsville. We'll hear more of that conversation. Also, Noah Gregson over the weekend in Martinsville won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race in dramatic fashion to put himself into the running for a title this weekend at Phoenix. Woody Kane caught up with Noah. Matt Crafton will compete for his fourth championship this weekend at Phoenix. I'll have a sit down with Matt. Plus, we'll have a fast forum with Steve Post and Jeff Striegel and break down the championship action this weekend in Arizona. Plus, we'll preview the whole weekend in great detail and a whole lot more. But first, to get us going, Kyle Ricky is here with the latest headlines after a huge weekend in Martinsville. Kyle? Mike, championship weekend is upon us for all three of NASCAR's national series at the Phoenix Raceway in Arizona. Defending Cup Series champion Chase Elliott will be among those in the championship four on Sunday. 
he'll be in search of his second consecutive title. He describes his road to the championship four as rocky, but believes he has a fair shot to again claim the sport's top prize. Uh, certainly hasn't been pretty, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, having a shot next week is really all that matters. And, and frankly, I feel like you make it to Phoenix and it's anybody's game. So uh, getting, getting out there and, and being a, a part of the Final Four is a really big deal. Uh, it's really hard to do. I'm really proud of my team for continuing to push through and, and battle some adversity. Elliott will join his Hendrick Motorsports teammate, Kyle Larson, along with Joe Gibbs Racing teammates, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truix Jr. as the four drivers that will race for the title in Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series championship race in Phoenix, Arizona. No matter what happens with Elliott on Sunday, he has announced that his time behind the wheel will continue beyond Sunday's NASCAR finale. Elliott will make his sprint car racing debut November 23rd and 24th at Merced Speedway in Merced, California, an event that will also include, to no one's surprise, Kyle Larson. Elliott has been dabbling in dirt racing over the last year, but in a midget, racing in select events, including last year's Chili Bowl Midget Nationals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And NASCAR Camping World Truck Series team Nice Motorsports has announced that 20-year-old Dean Thompson will join the team full-time next season to drive the number 44 truck. Thompson comes to the trucks after finding success this season in the Arc Menards West Series that includes a runner-up finish at the Irwindale Speedway in California. Thompson will make his debut with the team this Friday night in the final race of the Truck Series season in Phoenix. MRN will have live coverage of that event beginning at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, more of the conversation between Alex Hayden and Martin Truex Jr. And later, Noah Gregson will join us. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Martin Truex Jr. is hoping to score his second championship this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona. He sat down with our Alex Hayden to talk racing and off-season as well. The best team all year long can now celebrate a championship. Here he comes off turn number four for the final time and under the checkered flag. And Martin Truex Jr. is a champion. He's also a race winner as he scores the win in the Ford EcoBoost 400. With the chance to win another NASCAR Cup Series championship, what are some of the challenges of trying to stay in a routine, not just for yourself as the driver, but for the race team as well? Because a lot of teams can can fall in that little sucker hole, meaning to try too hard to do something, knowing what's on the line. How do you stay in that same level of routine? Yeah, I think for us, it's um, it's just a matter of, you know, we've done this before. We understand, you know, that to not let the moment get too big. and. 
you know, kind of cloud your mind on what you want to do or what you should be doing. I think you just, you stick to what you know and, um, you know, you try to try to do what you know how to do and just do it at, at the best of your ability. So um, I think for me personally, that's how I approach it. I take these playoffs one race at a time. I understand that, yeah, it's a big deal. The playoffs are huge, it's, it's tough, but um, you need to focus on the things that matter and what, what you can control and not, uh, you know, not anything going on on the outside of that. Um, so just kind of block it, block out all the noise and, uh, and go about your business. And I feel like we've done a good job of that. You've always been the type of driver that has the respect of your peers. You have the respect of everybody on pit road. Heck, you got the respect of all the fans too. They understand the type of driver you are, but it seems like sometimes you got to have a little nasty in you. <laughs> is, is there a time and a place for that little nasty of Martin Trex Jr. to, to, to come out potentially this Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know, how it plays out and, um, you know, what, what, what situation we're in, you know, at the end of that thing, whether we need a point or something, I don't know, but uh, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, look forward to that and, and, and know exactly what you're going to do. And I think a lot of it just depends on the situation you're in and who's around you and what, what is, you know, what kind of racing has gone on between you two in the past. So, um, you know, drivers never forget. And, um, you know, I certainly have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things on my side, I would say in that, in that department. So, um, yeah, we'll just see. I, I, I plan on just going out there and try to win and um, hopefully take care of it that way. To, to have that type of perspective, to just go out, race as hard as you can, is, is everything you just put in the words. I mean, racing is, is your life, it's your passion. It's what you've always done. It's what you succeed at. It's what puts food on the table, uh, for lack of a better way to put it. But you also have a balance in, in life for Martin Truex Jr. How do you stay so balanced in life? You know, I, for me, I just, I, I really love what I do. Um, I, I feel every day that it's, it's a, you know, very fortunate. It's a privilege to get to drive race cars for a living. There's no question. And, uh, and that's something I just, I make sure I don't lose sight of. And there's a lot of things I love to do outside of racing. And I take advantage of those every chance I get to try to, you know, keep some normal in my life and, and not, uh, not get consumed by the, you know, the crazy year that we have just to, you know, running around, always traveling, you know, kind of wide open lifestyle. And, and I try to just, um, you know, add in enough uh, stuff that I like to do other than racing to kind of keep keep me somewhat normal and sane and um, you know it's real easy for me to reset after a bad weekend or um, you know prepare for the next one no matter what's happened because of that so um, I, just my personality part of it but also you know I've got a lot of a lot of hobbies outside of racing that I really enjoy. What types of things come off season uh, do you enjoy doing? What are the types of things away from the racetrack uh, help keep you on the even keel and, and what types of things are you planning to do this off season? Uh, hunting, fishing, loving every day. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, I'm dying to get in the woods. I hunted. I was hunting last week between races and uh, with some good friends, and had a, had a really really special uh, couple days. And um, I'm looking forward to getting in the woods with my bow. And it's it's pretty much archery season all over. And a lot of my buddies are in the Midwest hunting some big deer, and it's killing me to not be out there with them. So uh, I'm ready to get in the tree and and uh, chase some big whitetails. Well, all the best to you this weekend. Thanks for your time, Martin. I appreciate it, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Coming up, Noah Gregson will join us. And later, Matt Crafton. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. 
like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Noah Gregson did what he needed to do over the weekend in Martinsville in order to advance himself into the championship four in the NASCAR Xfinity Series title hunt. Woody Kane chatted with the junior motorsports driver. Noah Gregson is with us now, the winner at Martinsville in the Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports and one of the championship four racing for it all this weekend in Phoenix. And Noah, that championship four part I know puts a big grin on your face because that's what you raced the whole season for, right? That's right. That's right, Woody. It was, uh, it was quite, quite the race weekend. Um, you know, we were hoping not to be in the position that we were in, in a muscling situation, but this team dug deep and Best pro shop guys have worked really hard throughout the week and doing everything right to get the car ready to go. And, um, you know, I don't think we had the best race car on Saturday night. The 20 was pretty good, 54 was good, 18 was good. There was a lot of great, great cars out there that, um, but we definitely had our work cut out for us and, and made the most of it and came out on top. Take me down through the end of that race because I think if you raced anything at Martinsville this weekend, you were involved in a little bit of drama some way or another, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we led a, a good portion of the race, 153 laps of the 250. So that's, to date, the highest amount of laps I've led in the race and, and got the victory. So, um, you know, that's, that's great for our team. And, and we still had some speed, but we had to work really, really hard to get our those guys off and keep them behind us. So luckily, flat traffic kind of helped in our way to... Once we caught him, I could kind of hold the 20 off and hold the 54 off. And it was really hard for them to pass us. So I was making that track as wide as I could and uh, making my car as wide as I could as well. So with that being said, it, it was definitely a, a challenge. And there at the end, the 18 squeezed by me and it was kind of driving away. And luckily we got the caution. And I was like, dang, am I going to really lose to um, this situation and, and not be able to transfer into the next round? But Luckily, we got a caution and came out on top, passing them on the outside. Let's talk a little bit about Phoenix coming up this weekend. Um, you hear drivers say it's a short track, and teams typically take a short track car there, but it's a mile in length. How do you view it? Yeah, I view it as a short track. Um, three and four is kind of like Richmond, and one and two is kind of like New Hampshire. I suck at New Hampshire, but we've gotten a pretty good package at, at Phoenix. Um, so. You know, just learning how the DJ1 has kind of changed throughout the race has been a big challenge that we've been able to overcome. And now they're changing it to resin this year. So that's also going to be another challenge of, of seeing the difference on how much the track wears out. We have practice and qualifying this weekend that I'm not too thrilled about. I feel like I do better when we just unload and, and go race. Uh, I don't really feel like I make great changes during practice to benefit um, the car just because it, it, you know, from when you practice to when you race, there could be three other sessions on the racetrack that, um, you know, it's, it's hard to really dial your car in in the moment 
that's what you're thinking about. Hey, this is what I need right now to feel good. Well, I don't have that experience right now to say, hey, this is what the feel I need right now to be good on lap 100 of the race. I'm just making it valid right now. So um, we always kind of get done with practice and then put right what we had when we unloaded the car off the trailer. So, uh, but no, I'm excited for it. It's going to be a great opportunity to see After they reconfigured Phoenix, did the way you race that track change at all? I mean, restarts seem like they're a little different, but how much can you move around there and find what you're looking for versus being locked into a certain line? You know, it's different. Like, so when they had the start finish line on the back stretch now, what used to be the front stretch, um, you know, yeah, restarts weren't as hectic. Like, kind of knew what you had and then now you really have to be aggressive. I think it's great for the fans. It's really challenging behind the wheel just because you're three, four wide and you're all diving down into the, the black corner, the hill corner, I call it, turn one and two. And um, it definitely makes it exci exciting, especially launching on restarts. It's really easy to spin your tires because you're still going through the corner where the Geico restart zone is. So um, with having a steering wheel in it, um, and then trying to apply the, the throttle, that, that makes it quite a bit of challenge for uh, to get the wheels hooked up and, and driving straight with a good launch. Thank you, Woody. Coming up, Matt Crafton will stop by, and later we'll discuss the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We are getting ready to crown some champions in Phoenix this weekend. And first up, it'll be the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, John Hunter Nemechek, and our next guest will be going for the title. Matt Crafton of Tulare, California, is trying to experience some rarefied air, trying to become a four-time champion in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. He would share that with Ron Hornaday Jr. Matt, welcome aboard. Welcome to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. So it's championship week. What does this week feel like for a veteran like you? Just any other week, to be totally honest. Um, just going in here and going about business as usual. Just go in there and race your butt off and see what happens at the end and see how the cards fall. And on the, after that last yellow, see where we're at and see where we stack up and see what we got to do to see if we can get another one. What is the bread and butter of your team right now? What do you guys do very well that you can capitalize on on Friday night? Uh, just communication. I mean, Junior and I, is, we communicate very well. I mean, if you ever listen to him on the radio, you wonder it's like how in the heck you communicate with that because he, 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 he's a little firecracker, to say the least. Or the, <laughs> I call him the barking chihuahua, whatever. Um, and actually some of the toyota guys that they get it they're like holy moly you guys are like an old married couple that just one of them just screams and the other one just like okay we're well, just business as usual and I, I don't change tone very often usually when i do i'll change tone and he's the one that's kind of calm 
And if I feed into him, I mean, I think he'd have me direct the field at some point. I mean, whenever he's in one of those joiner moments. But it works. It's won races, and it's won championships, and it's about to win you another one this weekend. I want to talk about the importance of Phoenix. And for you, probably, Phoenix has more importance because of your background, where you came from. It used to be, if you're a West Coast racer, going to Phoenix was a big deal. Is it still a big deal? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's pretty much one of the closest that we go to besides Vegas. And um, I can remember going out there and watching my dad. I think their first year um, he ever raced there. I mean, I don't really remember it, but I see pictures of it. And I was tiny when we got back then, um, 1984, and when he used to have actually guardrail around it. So I've been going there for so many years consecutively to be able to have a chance at winning a championship there in the Camp World Truck Series would be awesome. I mean, I've done it in the old Southwest Tour days. That was our final race. So to be able to lock another one up there would be very, very sweet. And no doubt would. And sweeter for you because you would tie Ron Hornaday Jr. as the driver with the most championships in that series. You ever catch up with Hornaday? You ever talk to him at all? Yeah, I was actually with him, oh, probably a couple months ago. I was over at his place, and we were just shooting shoot crap with each other and actually drinking a beer and talking about the good old days. Oh, uh, yes. Those Hornaday barley pops, as it were, that he's referred to over the years. To get to that point, to win that fourth title, you got to deal with 150 laps in an environment that's been quite testy this year. How do you manage some of the disrespect and some of the testiness on the racetrack but manage your race and get your goals accomplished all at the same time? Um, I, I think, to be honest, it will be a different going, I mean, once you're in the championship four. And it's the box that NASCAR's put us in with, with the playoff system. And for that final race of any of them, it is so cutthroat. I mean, you got to do whatever you got to do to be able to advance the next round because that's what can go win you a championship. So, it's just the box that we're putting. The old point system where you used to have to put a whole season together from start to finish, and you didn't want any of those inconsistent races. You didn't want to take anybody off because it could just be catastrophic to your se- season. So here, it's just one. I mean, at the end of the day, after that, the third race, it's that one race that can basically win you a championship. So you got to do whatever you got to do, and every one of these cutoff races is insane to say the least the lucas oil 150 motor racing network the call 8 p.m eastern time appreciate the time my friend it's been fun watching you over the years by the way how many more years you got in you doing this ah uh, i mean how long did Hornet do it Bill? i think he went 23 24 you're at you're about to wrap up you're 21 right now yeah yep and well and he did it till he was about 50 mm-hmm. yeah so i i i think i can do it till I'm there, if not a little longer. I, mean, I, I feel good now. I mean, I've got five years till I'm 50. So, I mean, I, it's take care of yourself. And as long as I'm having fun, I'll just keep doing it. And get people like Duke and Rhonda Thorson that are behind you. And group like Menard has been behind me and been so great in my career. And as long as they stick there and they want me to keep doing it, I'll keep doing it as long as I'm having fun and being able to win races and championships. That's Matt Crafton. He's going for his fourth NASCAR Camping World Truck Series title. You'll hear it on Motor Racing Network.
8 p.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, a fast forum with Steve Post and Jeff Striegel. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. So glad you're joining us here on this week's edition as we get ready to crown three national champions coming up at Phoenix this weekend for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and the NASCAR Cup Series. To help us preview it all and to predict it all, we bring in a couple of colleagues from the booth. Jeff Striegel of Grand Rapids, Michigan from Pitt Lane, Halstead, Pennsylvania's Steve Post to engage in a fast forum, a championship edition, as you will. Posty, welcome into the show, my friend. How are we doing? I am fantastic. Championship weekend. What an exciting time. And uh, well, Martinsville was, Martinsville was pretty exciting as well. So real excited to see what we have this weekend. Checking in from the Wolverine State, Jeff Striegel is with us. Top of the morning, evening, and day. Jeff, how are we doing? I'm good, Mike. Thank you. You know, you mentioned preview and predict. I think we can preview. I'm not sure any of us can predict, based on everything that we saw at Martinsville, what we might see as we head to Phoenix. Well, let's get to it. Let's start with race one of the weekend. It's the Lucas Oil 150 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Four drivers going to square off there for the title. John Hunter Nemechek, Matt Crafton, Ben Rhodes, and by winning at Martinsville this past weekend, Zane Smith is a part of the championship discussion. Jeff, I'll start with you first. Your biggest surprise of that championship four roster of drivers that I just itemized there. Well, I think it has to be Mike Zane Smith. He had to win to get in. He was able to do that. I don't think it's any surprise to see a former champion in Matt Crafton. I don't think it was any surprise uh, to see the driver that was the most dominant in John Hunter. Uh, Ben Rhodes, Steve Post started off the year with a couple of wins. No surprise there that he advanced. Uh, Zane, though, he had a lot to get done at Martinsville. He was able to accomplish it. So I think the biggest surprise for me has to be Zane Smith. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff. It's like Zane Smith to me is the big surprise in that. And, and, and honestly, it's a surprise that he's in and really kind of a surprise who's not into it. When you look at the defending champ, Sheldon Creed is not in. I mean, I, I probably beginning of the year would probably put Austin Hill. He's been long gone from it. Stuart Friesen's always so consistent. They're not in. And so you have Zane Smith in the in there. So he's probably my surprise. Uh, ben Rhodes has just had a fascinating season. He he started so strong. Uh, road, road, road seems to be finishing pretty strong. Crafton's just Mr. Mr. Consistency, no matter what year it is, no matter what track it is. And, and then you're right, John Hunter's been the dominant driver for sure. Posty, I'll start with you on this. Given the more the most recent circumstances and the most recent discussions of the truck series, lack of respect, the quality of racing, drivers telling us how they're raced, is this the most volatile race of the weekend, in your opinion? 
I think it has the potential to be, yeah, absolutely. Just what we saw at Martinsville Speedway. I think uh, I, I think the cup I, I, the cup thing was pretty pretty wild, but I think that tones down for for for, for the championship race on Sunday. Truck series, I have no I, no no bets are off. Are all bets are off on this? You got a couple of these young guys with Zane Smith and Ben Rhodes. They've been like, um, you know, they just kind of been like, we're just I'm just taking I'm just taking. Matt Crafton's ready to punch somebody in the mouth. Thinks that's what we need to do. That's what his post race comments are. And and John Hunter Nemechek, he's been rather aggressive at times. So Jeff, I think this does set up this Lucas Oil 150. It does set up to be potentially quite the uh, quite the extravaganza. Most aggressive of the three, I think, without question. And I think the other thing that we look at now, uh, Posty and, and Mike, is the fact that we've got those four. But what about those that are not racing for a playoff that have their own or a championship rather? that have their own agenda. There's paybacks that probably still need to be handed out. And Mike, I'm just not sure, based on the conversations that we've all had with some of these drivers, that they really care that so-and-so's over there racing for a championship. If I've got a payback, if I've got a name on my dashboard that still needs a bump and run, I don't think they care that other people are trying to win a championship. So hands down, yes, I think we all agree Friday night is going to be the most aggressive that we're going to see throughout the weekend. Cindric is right there. Noah Gregson had to win. Here comes Cindric. He's coming to the bottom. They're sideways and off turn four. Bumping, coming to the checkered flag by half a car length. Noah Gregson wins here at Martinsville in the Dead on Tools 250 and will punch his ticket to the championship four next week at Phoenix. Well, let's move on to Saturday. NASCAR Xfinity Series, Noah Gregson, Austin Sendrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Daniel Hemrick, the four that will run for a title there. Jeff, I'll begin with you. Noah Gregson sent one heck of a message this past weekend. What a race that that number nine team was able to put together. My question is, can they put together that same race two weeks in a row when they need it the most? All right, so I will predict, and I'm going to give you the answer. No, he can't. And I'll tell you why. And Posty, you can jump in and tell me that I'm crazy, but I think at the end of the day, this one is a little easier for me than the other ones. I, I really think that this is a race for A.J. Allmendinger to lose. He's good at that racetrack. He's good at Martinsville. He's good on a road course. The reason I bring that up is we talk about how those tracks are so similar. A road course, as crazy as that may sound, a road course veteran is always good at Phoenix because of the characteristics postman of the track. So, you know, I, I got away quickly from talking about Noah Gregson, but Posty, I think he would have to really knock it out of the park. And I think Cendric and Daniel Hemrick would have to do the same thing, agree or disagree. Otherwise, I think this is a, a perfect setup for A.J. Allmendinger to win a championship. Well, Jeff, you're right in that I will call you crazy on that, okay? Um, I, I think you can make the same case that you made for A.J. Allmendinger for Austin Cindric with the caveat of he did it last year. And so True. he knows what it's like to come into Phoenix and to win the race and to do it and, and to go there. I, I'm with you on Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. I think those two need to really put together the perfect day and to just be flawless and maybe even something happened to A.J. or to Austin Cindric. But, um, but I, I kind of think the same thing with Austin Cindric. I think it's kind of maybe his to lose. Um, but boy, there's something about a sentimental. I'll tell you what, 
Poor old Daniel Hemrick. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something if he got his first career win on Saturday afternoon? Boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, it'd be that, that that that'd be quite the deal. I like a good story, so I like that. But I but I think Cindric's got to be got to be the the favorite in this one. Now, a playoff refresher: the championship four will not be awarded points. All four drivers come into the racing weekend tied, fifth on back, still have stage points to race for as they try to jockey themselves and get those finishing positions. It's the highest finisher of the four that will become the champion. That's not a guarantee that it's going to be the race winner. We've been spoiled up until now, and I bring this up because in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, number one, you got a guy that's used to finishing second. That's Daniel Hemrick. You also have a guy that could potentially become the champion. If Daniel Hemrick finishes second, he's the highest finisher of the four. He's your title winner with no race wins at all in the season. Something we've seen before in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, under the lights, at Phoenix, 8 p.m. Eastern Friday night, the Lucas Oil 150. And then, of course, the NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship race, that too. 8 p.m. Eastern. That comes up Saturday. When we come back, we're going to break down the championship four for the NASCAR Cup Series as NASCAR Live continues. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're back on NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley here, joined by Jeff Striegel and Steve Post in a fast forum. We're breaking down the championship races. If you just tuned in, we've already broken down the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series and the NASCAR Xfinity Series races. Now we move on to the main event coming up on Sunday. Four drivers running for a title there. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. Jeff, I'll begin with you. Break out those four. Who has the advantage in your mind going to Phoenix this weekend? Chase Elliott. That's easy. Uh, been there, done that. And again, I'm going to go back to uh, the way that I talked about A.J. Allmendinger before the break and just say that Chase Elliott loves a flat racetrack that has a little road racing characteristic to it. I, I really think that between Chase, Postman, I know you're going to jump all over me at some point probably for this, but I get the fact that Kyle Larson has dominated this season. Uh, it's not lost on me that Truex and Denny Hamlin are spectacular, but I think because of how we end the season, one race, one track, that track happens to be Phoenix, I think it's a, uh, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's Chase Elliott. I'm not going no-brainer. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use the phrase you ended with because we end at Phoenix. Martin Truex Jr. is kind of someone I'm keeping an eye on. He won there this spring. I just the way that race at Martinsville ended for Martin Truex Jr. There was so many things that went wrong. I mean the 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 bent up fender on the car getting shuffled back, bouncing off the wall. We found out even after the race, there was a valve stem that was cut on the race car, and yet he was able to limp his way in. Uh, it, even even the drivers getting getting down on the inside on the, on the chews and him being able to drive around him, he was like, well, thank you very much. I just feel like they go out there maybe a little bit on house money or everyone's talking about Larson, everyone's talking about Chase Elliott, everyone's talking about Denny, the great season they had, and Martin might just quietly go out there and do what he did in the spring, and I'm really keeping an eye on him, Mike. We have seen the influence of the choose rule, but I think this past weekend was the most influential choose that we've ever seen, and in my opinion, Jeff, I don't know what you think. You were watching from the tower. His decision 
to start where he started and that final restart propelled him into championship four territory. Would you not agree? No doubt about it. And we were talking about it off air. I think we talked about it some on the air that, you know, there are times when we kid about the choose rule because it probably makes very little difference. It made a lot of difference last weekend at Martinsville. And I'll tell you what, and Posty, what do you think? You can, you've got a great seat to watch it all unfold as well as you do, Mike. I think the choose rule, uh, let's go back and, and look at the truck race from a year ago. Sheldon Creed and his restart that propelled him into the lead. Nobody had Sheldon winning that race when we went green, white, checkered flag. Guess what? Sheldon loved it. Where you start, how you start at Phoenix at the end of the race, postman, may make the difference between being a champion and not. Yeah, because the choose rule, you choose inside and outside, and you're starting basically in turn number four is where you're starting. So not only at the end of the race, like you talk about the great restart Sheldon Creed had, but during the running of the race, you get in the wrong line and it gets bogged down and you run in the line and someone gets out of line and you're in a corner. Uh, do you ding up a friender on your car? Do you ding up the front end of the race car? So I just think I, I agree with you, Mike. The, the, the choose rule has been fascinating, but boy, it really came into play at Martinsville. And I think it'll be a factor. I think make the right choice. I think make the right choice at Phoenix is going to be important. And you know what, Posty? We let, we've let Bagman just off the hook here. I don't think we can do that. Baggy, I'm going to turn it right around and put it in your lap. Cup race, Sunday. Who walks away with the championship hardware? We're not there yet. We got a little more fish to fry. Then we'll get there. I'll tell you. But we first must talk about Denny Hamlin. Obviously a very eventful end to the race at Martinsville. And then took to social media and has been very engaged on social media. If you had a piece of advice for Denny Hamlin, what piece of advice would you give Postman for the driver of the 11 car coming into Sunday? Well, I think my advice would have been well prior to where we're at right now. I would have reminded Steve as the checkered flag came out that Steve, you're racing for a championship next week. I don't, I know how upset you are. I know you want to do this and you want to say that, but you cannot do that. We have a championship. Don't put yourself in a position to force NASCAR to perhaps penalize you in one shape or another. Take that car, take it back to the garage. We'll deal with this later. Right now, our focus has to be on the big prize. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I think even Chris Gabart, you listen to the in-car radio, big picture, Denny, big picture as you're out there and, uh, and and come back. So, you know, Denny's been a fascinating character over the course of time and how he's how he's lost some of these championships. And But, but the 2021 Denny has been, he's been very vocal on social media most of the season. I mean, you know, there's a lot of times so it seems like he's just seems like he's at a comfort spot where this is is going to be fine. Now, when he walks across the stage and gets the booze from all the Chase Elliott fans that he and the Alex Bowman fans that he's predicting uh, pr predicting will happen. Uh, you know, be interested to see how that impacts him. But I just I just don't know. I think it's a different Denny Hamlin this year. I think he's I think as we've all matured, I think he's a more mature person. And he obviously feels comfortable engaging on social media. He's done it all year long. He's done it this critical week. So stay tuned and see. I'm not sure if it's a. Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, what what if it's a big deal that he's doing it or not. Uh, I do think though you don't want to have like like what's it going to be like if he has to pass Alex Bowman late in the race? 
uh, that might be something more so than social media and fans booing that might uh, that might be a little impactful. Well, if I could offer up a piece of advice for Denny, number one, get off of social media. Number two, go to Scottsdale, get on the golf course, clear your mind, hang out with your buddies, and distance yourself. Get in the right mental frame of or the right frame of mind mentally before you get to Phoenix and and because there's going to be media day he's going to get a lot of questions when he gets there I would need that mental sorbet to kind of cleanse myself before I got into that and then focus on practice got that this weekend for the eighth and final time qualifying as well and then ultimately race for the championship you know who we're not speaking of and that's Kyle Larson are we are are we jumping to the conclusion that the five perhaps maybe is the number one guy. We're down here with Hamlin in the 11, Truex in the in the 19, and Chase Elliott in the nine. Are we overlooking Kyle Larson based on the successes of the year so far, Jeff? Well, I think if we are, we're making a monumental mistake, of course, if we're overlooking Kyle Larson. Um, nine-time winner easily capable of of going to victory lane there you know i I was thinking about this would this culminate one of the great comebacks in sports history if he can close the deal out i I think he's already there um i think he's already proven to everybody one of the great comebacks in sports history postman obviously if he was to walk off with a win or the championship mike like he pointed out he doesn't have to win the race to win the championship but Something tells me that if Kyle does win the championship, it's because he's also in victory lane. And I think if he can do that postman, I don't care whether we're talking football, baseball, pick the sport. If he's able to do this, it would have to be, in my opinion, one of the great sports comebacks of all time. Yeah, I I agree with you on the comeback. Um, I just think it's been a fascinating journey for him. The last uh, 16, 18 months has been really fascinating. And fortunately, with with what we do with MRN, we also have Wing Nation. We've been with him at all those dirt tracks last year. And then to see him get the opportunity with Hendrick Motorsports and come back, I I think it boils down to this. And I think think if we are overlooking Kyle Larson, shame on us. Because he's due. The reason he's due is he didn't win last week. I mean, this, this guy... They had a bad week last week. They don't string bad weeks together. They usually recover with a bad week with a really, really good week. So I think it's great. I, I like the Truex side of it with, with the Phoenix, uh, Denny, Chase, the, I mean, everything like that. But I, I just tell you what, I, I think I think Kyle Larson, I think they've just been the better team this year. And I think the better team could go to Phoenix and win on Sunday afternoon. And as a refresher, Kyle Larson was ushered aside from competition during the COVID break because of a slur he made during an iRacing event. He was indefinitely suspended for the rest of the year. Hendrick Motorsports and Rick Hendrick took a gamble on him, put him in the number five car, paired him with Cliff Daniels. And the two, having not worked together before, don't even know each other, have come in, limited practice, limited qualifying, have won nine points paying races and the all-star race. Things seem to be clicking there. Kyle Larson and Cliff Daniels. We'll join Chase Elliott and Alan Gustafson, Denny Hamlin and Chris Gapehart, Martin Truex Jr. and James Small as the four that will run for the title this weekend. Motor Racing Network's airtime live from Phoenix Raceway, 2 p.m. Eastern, Sunday afternoon. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Safe travels to the Valley of the Sun. We'll see you soon, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. That's Jeff Regal. 
and Steve Post. Coming up, we're going to go a little deeper in depth with what's going on at Phoenix this weekend as we preview championship weekend in Arizona. Whelan would like to congratulate Alex Bowman and his number 48 Hendrick Motorsports pit crew for the win at Martinsville Speedway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. Despite his absence from the championship four, Bowman is excited about the future following a four-win season. These last couple months have been painful. It's, uh, it's been so frustrating. Honestly, our teammates have kicked our butts for quite a while now. Um, I think Greg and, and myself have both been pretty down and frustrated and not understood what was going on we weren't doing things any differently we weren't approaching weekends differently um we just have been off so to come to a place that was probably our worst place when we started together and um have such a good day and, and get another win it feels great um obviously four wins this year feels great wish we were in the round of four but um you know, we, we just need to figure out consistency, and, and this team will be something really, really special. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. About to throw the checkered flag on this week's NASCAR Live. We've talked about who us at the Motor Racing Network will get that championship trophy this weekend, but what are the drivers expecting? Let's preview the championship weekend at Phoenix. The Cup Series Championship 4 is, of course, the main focus at Phoenix Raceway. Beat the other three to win it all. But what's under the hood? For starters, the high-horsepower, low-downforce package will be in use for the cars, and one driver is very glad to see that. Denny Hamlin in the winless streak will end tonight at the Darlington Raceway. Hamlin is a two-time Phoenix winner. The last was in 2019. He's also got back-to-back -to -back top five finishes in the desert and says he didn't feel as confident a year ago. I need a faster car last year. <laughs> I didn't. I was the 12th ranked car on 750 tracks. We were beat before we got there. We just weren't fast on those tracks. The 550s were our bread and butter. Similar to Larson, but not quite the success that Larson has had. But yeah, this year has been, on the short track, has been very, very good for us. Another big difference this weekend is the return of practice and qualifying. This season's biggest winner has mixed feelings. Checkered flag in the air. Kyle Larson wins the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. A nice performance leading 130 of the 267 laps. Larson hasn't won at Phoenix, but he does have five straight top 10 finishes. We had practice at the 600 in Nashville, and we won those two. I can't remember what all races we've had practice at, but as far as the ovals go for practice, I think we've won those. So it kind of doesn't, like I said, it could go either way for me. I think, yes, I'm probably like having practice to give yourself, it kind of helps your confidence out, whether it's good or bad, uh, leading into the race with practice. But it also gives... If your car is great or whatever, it gives other people an opportunity to, to make their car better. Restarts could be an even more significant factor than usual, according to last year's champ. A win at the historic Road America added to the resume of Chase Elliott. Up the hill, checkered flag is out. Everybody is on their feet, and Chase Elliott has won here this afternoon in Wisconsin. His seventh road course win. Elliott won last year's championship race and says moving the start-finish line to what used to be the backstretch in 2018 still has implications. Phoenix has you know, become super unique, and, and uh, the start-finish line 
moving uh, is one that was the most weird thing I've ever experienced. The racetrack changed zero percent, and it to me has just left a completely different complexion on that racetrack. I mean, with restarts and stuff, I mean, it's just so it's like a completely new track. I feel like when it comes to restarts and how you can be and the aggression level and all that stuff. So uh, that's super interesting to me how that you know that one change really. Uh, change the complexion of that event so much but it, it can be it can be wild and honestly uh, i think a, a piece of phoenix that's kind of lost in translation too is the track prep has become a big piece of that track and you know how they run in that second lane or whatever they put up there um you know, whatever sticky choice of substance they use i assume will be you know down in that second lane uh, and, and higher to try to get it worked in and have a couple options another former champ got his only phoenix victory earlier this season checkered flag in the air and martin trex jr wins the instacart 500 at phoenix raceway the cars have certainly evolved since march and truex knows this weekend begins with a clean slate you know it's a, it's a damn honor and a pleasure to get to race for championships and you know only four of us get to do it so it's uh, it's a fun week and it's definitely a lot less pressure. It's going to be fun times in front of a sellout crowd Sunday at Phoenix Raceway. Hope you're one of those folks that'll join us in person for the championship crowning moment. Our thanks to Martin Truex Jr. for joining us on this week's show. Noah Gregson, we thank you as well, along with Matt Crafton. Plus, for Jeff Striegel and Steve Post, I'm Mike Bagley. And for the rest of the MRN crew, thank you as well for joining us. Next week, we're talking champions on another edition of NASCAR Live. And until then, enjoy your Arizona weekend. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ford has put the stock back in stock car, and now you can register for your chance to be Ford Performance's VIP guest and watch the NASCAR Next Gen Mustang hit the track for the first time in 2022. One grand prize winner and their guest will receive a trip for two to Daytona Beach with VIP access. Ford Performance driver meet and greets, round trip airfare, and more. Register now through November 7th at FordNextGen.com. That's FordNextGen.com. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a show dedicated to spotlighting the short track community across the country. Offering a new show every Thursday on the Motor Racing Network's YouTube channel, this show has it covered. Hosted by Chris Wilner and myself, Kyle Rickey, NASCAR Coast to Coast offers insightful interviews and fun deep dives into the what, when, why, and hows of grassroots racing in America. This show serves the heart of racing from coast to coast.